We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Recruiters, reduce your cost per candidate by about 50% with CareerBuilder. We connect you to qualified, diverse candidates at every stage of the hiring funnel. CareerBuilder Talent Acquisition Suite. Software packed with talent. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. He throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds. He has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap looking left. Now over the middle. He pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paul with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We are here to talk about the Robert Quinn trade. We've had a couple days to breathe this thing through, a couple days to, to digest what happened, and we have several thoughts. Before we get there, let's go ahead and ask you if you could, please head on over to iTunes. Give us that five-star review. really helps us out, helps throw our ranking up. If you really think we do a good job, we really, we would really appreciate the review. Also, we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Android, where else we have? iHeartRadio, we're everywhere, folks, and Google Play. All right, so, Norm, now we've had all the, the pleasantries out of the way, and now we've you know, talked about iTunes and so on, so we can move on to business. We had this big trade on Friday. You and I are both in the middle of something. We're both working. We get these text messages. I'm getting them from you. You're, you're checking online. You're seeing this. Robert Quinn being traded to the Dolphins for a fourth-round pick, and apparently the Rams are switching six-round picks with 
the Dolphins. What are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's sad to see Robert Quinn go because he's been such a big part of the Rams team for a long time. And, you know, as a fan, you hate to see guys go that you really like. And Robert Quinn's a really likable guy. However, he's a cap casualty this year. And, uh, you know, trading for, for Mr. Peters uh, took one of our picks away. And uh, we need all the help we can get in draft picks this year. So, you know, the trade was smarter than just cutting him. That way you can get a few picks back. And, you know, it, I don't know what we're going to do now for depth because we don't have any. And so I'll be curious to see how they intend on filling or replacing him. But uh, it's tough to see him go. It is hard to see him go. It's hard to see a guy who's been there from the beginning. And I kind of count him as a casualty of the Fisher era, too. We didn't get to see him for a winning team, for a winning Rams team in his peak. And that bothers me. That's another Ram who we wasted that. We wasted his good years away. And it bothers me. It bothers me that this is what it came down to. It also bothers me that now what? What would we do now? We, we have two outside linebacker slots open. One probably if they release Barron, one problem at, at middle linebacker gone. You're going to have to replace a cornerback. You may have to replace a center. There are some really big gaps on this team depth-wise. And I, I honestly think going back to our playoff loss, the reason why the Rams really lost this game in the end to me was depth. Atlanta warm out. They got ahead early and just warm out. And now we have more depth this year, and the Rams have to figure this out. They have money. They have money now, and they're going to have more money next year, apparently. But there's only so many places this money can go. Well, next year you have to you have to sign Gurley and and a few other players. So you know, money. <laughs> it all sounds good, but when it comes time to pay these guys, it it seems to go away pretty quickly. We're going to save uh, about twenty-five million dollars in cap space by trading Quinn in the next two years. So that's going to help. But who who are they going to get to replace these guys? You know that they're letting go in free agency. You know, like or trades like Quinn. Uh, I can. I, I'm guessing that they're confident that Samson Ibicom can come in and and start. Uh, what else do we have? And then at inside linebacker. Maybe this means that they're going to end up keeping Mark Barron. And, you know, I would, I would actually think that Barron would be better at outside linebacker than inside linebacker. So you know, there's a possibility there, but that's a, that's a, unless they, they re-sign him in an extended deal and, and make it better for us cap-wise, they really got to let him go too. And then, and then what? I echo your thoughts, and actually, I echoed your thoughts on Twitter on Friday night. I briefly got on a Rams talk account and vocalized a very real question. The question I asked is the same thing as you. What do the Rams do? They traded, they traded here, they traded our guy away, they traded Quinn away. Quinn, we, we can't let this pass. Quinn is a 4-3 guy. He was a 4-3 guy playing in a 3-4 this year, had his worst year by the numbers, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, that he had a worst, his worst year by the numbers, and... I asked that question. Do they move Barron outside? Do they, what do they do? And another member, a member of another staff actually 
kind of mocked us and said, is this a real tweet? Why would it be a real tweet? This is a real question. The Rams have three gaps right now, potentially three gaps, at the starting position in linebacker. At the worst, they have two, not to mention death. Matt Longinker, he's, he's, he's a, still out there. He's a free agent. Connor Barwin's a yeah. free agent. So, you know, the faces that we're normally used to seeing, unless they re-sign them, are gone, and who's there? So, you know, my question was, and I heard you talk about, you know, the Twitter episode with the idiot from somewhere else saying, is this a real question? Well, of course it's a real question because you've got a guy that really isn't set up to play inside linebacker. I mean, he does a good job considering who's probably better suited to play outside linebacker or safety. And you've got Alec Ogletree in there that's, I still say, isn't built to be a middle linebacker. I think he's a better outside linebacker than a middle linebacker. But that's who we have right now. And we have no outside linebackers other than Samson Ibukam. So what are they going to do? They've, they've got to, they've either got to re-sign Matt Longacre uh, you know, and he's shown flashes that he can be, you know, really good. But what else is out there? There's not, I mean, we were looking through the free agency list, and there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a few, but nobody of a Robert Quinn or, or I don't even think a Connor Barwin caliber. There's maybe a couple guys, and an inside linebacker, there's not a whole lot there either. So... I think <laughs> you and I... We and getting ready for the show, we, we sat down, we looked at the outside linebackers in there, and it just kind of dawns on me, and I brought this up before, the idea that maybe you do move Ogletree outside, maybe you move Barron outside, and you, if you can't get your guys you want in free agency or in the draft at outside linebacker, maybe you fill in the gaps with a free agent and a draftee at middle linebacker. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's what they do. And I, you know, today I think what we probably should go ahead and focus on are those outside linebackers first, and then maybe on our next show, zero in on the possibility they may be looking more at middle linebacker. Does that make more sense? It, it, it does, but who's there? I mean, there's really not a lot of guys at middle linebacker available either. I know, but maybe the Rams, and again, folks, we're just kind of tossing things out there. First, you know, it's not a shock that they let Quinn go. Matter of fact, most of us thought they would probably cut him. To me, they got a fourth router out of it. Great job, Les Snead. We thought they might cut him. And instead, you get a fourth router out of it, go. That's outstanding. And That's not, not that six-round picks mean much, but did we give up a, a better one, or did we get a better six-round pick as well? I think we got a better one, what we're hearing here. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm cool with that. I think that Les Snead did a good job. They were probably going to have to cut him to try and get more cap space in there. They were going to have this problem regardless. So what do they do? Do they kind of go with the flow and see, well, okay, who gets side out? Who can we get outside outside linebacker, and who can't we get? And then, or do we try and focus on middle linebacker and then try and draft outside linebacker? Well, I'm looking here. I mean, inside linebacker on the roster right now, you got Bryce Hager. I don't know that he's unless he's impressed Wade Phillips. I don't know that he's starting caliber. Corey Littleton has stepped up and played well. Maybe they plan on bringing him in at outside linebacker. Uh, Cameron Lynch. Let's see. Alec Ogletree. Ewan Price. We didn't see much of him last year at all. Uh, Garrett Sickles. I, 
I'll be honest, I don't even know who he is. Uh, let's see. Carlos Thompson? That's it. Uh, see, That's it. Honestly, yeah, honestly, Nora, I just don't see, except maybe Samson, I don't see any of those guys coming in there and being a full-time starter. Spot starter, a good death guy, will come in and make the occasional play. We saw, we saw Lynch make a couple plays when he played briefly last year. We saw all those guys that you mentioned, except maybe Price, come in there and make a solid play here and there. But, but they're not stars in this league. They're just not. And that puts the Rams at a real disadvantage as to what they're going to do in that front seven. I would say I, I would say besides Ibukam, you've got your your best bet is uh, Corey Littleton. I mean, and maybe Bryce Hager, but I, I mean I've seen enough of Bryce Hager that I don't. He's a serviceable serviceable backup, but I don't see him as being a starter. And Littleton came in and made some splash, you know, plays on on, you know, punt punt return team, and and he did make a few plays on defense. But again, I I don't see him as being a starter. So right now on the roster, the only two starting inside and outside linebackers we have, it's really pretty simple. There, you, you got two guys. You've got uh, Alec Ogletree, and you've got. Uh, Mark Barron, and that's it. And Mark Barron, we don't even know if he's going to be on the team. So, and that's the big confusion. That's the big question. Let's look at the numbers here in terms of what the Rams gave up. Because it was amazing. Social media blew up in this trade. And a lot of people were upset with the Quinn trade. And I can't blame him. I can't blame him. This guy came in there and plays hard out for us. Got suffered through numerous injuries. Can't blame him. But when you look at the numbers overall, you can understand why the Rams moved him especially the pay he was making. In 2017, the Rams ranked 11th in defense, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus. Okay? That's made, we're kind of to provide some numbers today. So in comparison to the Dolphins, the trade with, they were 26th in overall defense. The Rams actually were highlighted by their pass rush score. It was their run defense score that hurt them. It hurt out of the top 21 teams. Their rush defense score was the worst. You know, that's how, and again, because once teams got through that front line, the Rams were in trouble in that linebacker core. It happened every time. In run defense overall rankings, Rams were 31st in the league. Ouch. Yes, 31st in the league. And Cash rush rankings. Well, and we just got worse. <laughs> and we just got worse. Uh, me. Until we see what they do in free agency, pass rush rankings. They this is this is where they excel. And but we can't even complain. We 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 would have lots of complaints. There were times when the pass rush was dominant, and there were times when the Rams could not get to the passer. It was much more inconsistent. So it surprises me they got to this number. They were fourth in the league last year with a with their with their pass rush ranking. It was and that's really neat that they were able to do that. Again, it was inconsistent and a lot. Of, goes with the fact that their their linebackers are inconsistent. Now, this is where we get down the nitty-gritty, the individuals. Four edge rusher overall grades. This is crazy. This is, this is ridiculous, actually. Pass rusher overall grades. Robert Quinn was 87th in the league at the money he made. 87th. Connor Barwin, his partner on the outside, 103rd. 
87. Those are your two starting linebackers. It's overall grade. We're in a pro football focus of 58.1. It is the worst grade of his career. The best grade of his career was a 99 rating in 2013, 2014, and 2015, 83, 83, 2016, 68. So he's been going downhill since this peak year, which when you score 99, you're going to you're going to go downhill some. Sure. The, um, more data. More data. We're, we're, I'm not trying to get too... We're trying not to get too wonky here. We do know that Quinn got better as the year went on. We, we can admit that. He did improve in the formation. But overall, his performance was what we, what we thought would be in comparison with the 3-4 edge rushers. Now, remember, there aren't that many teams that play the 3-4 as a primary defense. You're looking it up, about half the league does play a version of a 3-4. There are some really, really good ones that, you know, that are out there on teams, so a couple of which are free agents. Robert Quinn ranked 24th. Ranked 24th in passers and productivity. His partner in crime, Connor, Connor Barwin, 28th. More data. Total pressures. Robert Quinn, 19th. Connor Barwin, 23rd. These are really 3-4. Defenses, by the way, so roughly half the league. You think about the rankings. In pass rushing productivity, Quinn, 16th, Connor Barwin, 23rd. Well, uh, outside lab? If you're looking at the numbers, if, if half the teams have three, four defenses, that's 32 outside linebackers that start. You know, if they're running 16th to 20th, they're, they're in the bottom half. Yeah, yep. Robert Quinn and Connor Barwin tied for 19th in pass rushing productivity. The in three four sacks, Quinn does get there. He gets eight and a half sacks in the year. That's ranked. That's tied for ninth. Connor Barwin 21st. And then here's the killer, folks. This is the, this is where the Rams have to do something. They had to because despite the fact they're getting eight and a half sacks out of Robert Quinn, who is ranked 28th in run-stop percentage. Barwin was better at uh, 23rd. It, it's, it's, it was not a good year for him at all in that area. Tackles against the run, 28th. Barwin, 21st. So the linebacker, I mean, I don't even need to keep going, do I? Do I, I can stop now. Yeah, you can stop. The, the numbers there are, again, thanks to Pro Football Focus for those numbers. really appreciate it. The, the numbers are pretty indicative as to why the Rams had to move him. If you can get him cheaper and give him more time to grow into the 3-4, I guess you can try and do that. But he's making too much money for that, production, you know, for that production. And it's something they had to do. But not as, now, geez, you got to fix it. Yeah, and, and how do you fix it and with who or with whom? You know, uh, excuse my French here, but less need in – Coach McVay are going to have to pull a fucking rabbit out of their ass because I, I don't know. I really don't know how they're going to they're gonna fix this unless they have this draft master plan that none of us know about. Uh, I, I really don't know. Um, this, is, this is our biggest area of concern this year is defense. You know, we need, we need a nose tackle. We need at least at least two outside linebackers, maybe more. We need at least one or two decent inside linebackers. We need a corner. 
we got to re-sign our safety. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's nuts. Well, but I'm talking just defense. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, how do you fill all those holes on defense and have anything left to spend on offense? And so right now, if entering free agency, and this is not a strong free agency class, it is a strong draft, but the Rams don't have a second-round pick. Entering this time frame, we talked about where this team is going in 2018. And I hate to sound like the pessimist here, but there's a chance that really what happens is the Rams take a step back in 2018 while they fill some of these holes in and then reemerge in 2019. That's what it's starting to look like to me. Because they're even entering this offseason, they had depth problems. And now in cleaning up some of the previous regime stuff, they're going to have more depth problems they have to fix. So it really would surprise me at this point if we do see the Rams step back a little bit, fill those holes, and then come back stronger in 2019. Now, that's not going to be a popular statement with any Rams supporter, and I could be wrong. It's just how it's starting to feel to me. Maybe you have a different perspective, but that that's how it's starting to look. they got to fix a few things before we start calling them Super Bowl contenders. They're going to have to fix a lot to be even playoff contenders at this point. <clears throat> you know, our defense has been our strength for the, you know, I'd say the last five to ten years. And right now our defense is our weakness. And if you look at the draft, I mean, I've been spending, you know, the last two days watching the NFL Combine. There's not a lot of edge rushers that are of any quality. So, you know, you look at outside linebacker at free agency and in the draft, there's not a lot. And so I don't know how they're going to fix this. I don't know what their, their master plan is. And, you know, even if they bring Barron back and keep the same middle linebackers, they better bring in a big, strong nose tackle to help out on the inside with the run. So I, I don't know. I, I can't, I honestly can't see a solution to this problem. Usually it's pretty simple. You can look at it and go, okay, here's the players we need. Here's, here's who's available. You know, here's three or four guys that we can probably get. I don't see that this time. And it's got me really concerned. And that brings you back to the debate that our guys just had loud in last week's show about, you know, how do you grade less need? How do we know? Because if it's not for the management of less need, and let's be honest, Jeff Fisher the Rams really aren't in this position. And of course, and part of it's also the decision to bring away Phillips and move to a 3-4. So how much of this can you go back and go, hey, you know what, the landmark front office, how much of it do you say it's a system change, it's a system change only, where do you go? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I look at this and I'm, I'm puzzled. And you would think coming in, you know, Wade Phillips coming in, Coach McVeigh coming in, less need being here for a while, they would know, you know, where they're where they're gonna be weak. And they you know, they need to have they had to have some kind of plan. And maybe the plan was what you just talked about. Maybe it's taking a step back and you know, for a year and trying to rebuild the defense. Uh, I certainly hope not, but that could very well be what it is. Maybe there's some guys that you know, I've been flying under the radar on our team that they think can step up and surprise us, and that would be great because we, we're going to need that. I just, I don't, 
this is a struggle. I don't really know where they're going. Well, the, the cupboard isn't bare in free agency either, but if the Rams are going to get a couple of these guys, they might have to pay a little bit of money they don't want to pay. A couple guys out there right now, I think you mentioned the Chiefs have, you know, Chiefs defensive outside linebacker, Dee Ford, age 27. He got, had an injury in week three. Maybe the Rams took a flyer on him. Shaq Barrett, here's someone to watch. 25-year-old defensive end outside linebacker from the Broncos, which means Wade Phillips knows him, Shaq Barrett. Promising young outside linebacker. We'll see what happens. He had a hip injury this year. Will the Rams go for him? He's a restricted free agent. Uh, then, the, then we start getting older. Pernell McPhee had some problems this year, age 29 for the Bears. Any any names here making you think, hmm, I want that? Not, re- not really. I mean, we were looking at it, and I'm, I'm not really seeing a whole lot. I guess Shaq Barrett might be one. Yeah, maybe they try. Maybe they resign Matt Longacre. Maybe Matt Longacre is the guy they want to be the starter on the outside permanently. Maybe him. Uh, other ones, guys, teams that play a little bit three, four. Um, Barkevius Mingo, the former you know six overall pick for the Browns, who is yet to really ever make himself as a the star. Not a total bust for Brenda Walker football. He does cover well. Um, covers the run very well. He could be a guy that could come in there, but they need also, they also not just stop in the run. They need some pass rushing. And then we start talking older guys. Willie Young. James Harrison. Again, Connor Barwin's out there. We saw, we just talked his numbers. It's not, I'm, I'm not sure if that'll work. Ahmed Brooks, Ahmad Brooks, sorry. Age 34. I mean, this is not a deep, deep class. A couple guys out there that can really come in I think the Rams will probably go harder on Shaq Barrett. I would if I were if I were less steep. But he's restricted free agent. Well, and, and at inside linebacker, you've got Avery Williams from the Titans. You've got uh, Demario Davis from the Jets. He's 29. Jarrell Freeman, 32, from the Bears. Uh, Derek Johnson from the Chiefs, 35. Todd Davis, inside linebacker for the Broncos. Uh, he's been a really good part of the uh, run defense for Denver, but uh, he gets burned a lot in pass coverage. So, you know, if you're looking at a young guy, he's 26, you know, bringing him in. You got John Bostick from the Colts. He's been kind of a disappointment. Uh, Kevin Mintner from the Bengals. That's really... I mean, that's really all you, you know, all you got. I mean, there's Gerald Hodges from the Saints, Brian Cushing. He's one of your favorite players. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> so there's, I mean, there's some names out there, but none of them really rock my world. And I, I'm just, I, again, I'm not seeing it. I, I don't know how they're going to fill these holes. We're going we're gonna to be really weak somewhere. Uh, whether it's outside linebacker or inside linebacker, I'm not sure which. Well, here's the possibility too would be the Rams go out there, they draft for the future, and they get some of these older veterans to fill in for a year. Maybe they, you know, maybe with the first round pick or a third round pick, they find a starter and they fill it in, and then the next two years they're 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 slowly turning this over. 
a couple, um, couple guys that mentioned maybe you get on a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it deal. The, the Jets, DeMario Davis had one had a good year last year, hadn't been very good leading to that. Maybe you bring him on a prove-it deal. Save his career, go somewhere. Maybe, you know, maybe Derek Johnson will be good for one year. Maybe you could bring him in for a year. You know, I, I, that's possible. Guys that can fill some gaps. Avery Williamson from the Titans, he took a lot of criticism, but he has developed. They developed him out there. Run stuffer. Run stuffer, so maybe he's a guy. You know, they could bring in some guys on a one-year deal, get away with a million or two apiece, uh, make it serviceable. You know, the problem is, without having our second-round pick, and we didn't have a fourth until the, the Quinn trade. But uh, you're, you're sitting here going, they, they don't really have the ammunition to move up. You know, watching uh, Vita Vea on the combine, he'd be great to have for a nose tackle. And he'd really help the run game. But, you know, is he going to go top 10? Some say yes, some say top 20. Either way, it's still out of our reach. The odds are very low that he'll be there at 23. Right. So, you know, are we going to move up and get somebody like him? We don't really have the ammo. Uh, with with the lack of picks and the lack of depth, uh, the only way I can see him even making this team somewhat serviceable would be to bring in some of these older free agents like you're talking about. Unless they pull off some other trades and, you know, how much can we afford to give up to, to get something? I mean, that's got to be it, really. I mean, let's let's take a step here. First, let's go out to our sponsor, Sal Martinez, the Golden Ram Barbershop. We've talked about them so much. They've been very good to us. Give them a call, 714-894-7267. And at 714-894-7267, you can reach them at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. That, folks, this is the place to get a haircut. For real. If you want the true barbershop experience, especially as a Rams fan, give them a call. Get an appointment. Go in there. Sit in that barber chair. Look around that place and see everything Rams. And Sal will talk Rams football all day, every day. The guy's a Rams junkie. A Rams junkie. Give them a call. Again, 714-894-7267. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Open Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Use the promo code RAMSTALK. Go give Sam a call. Also, if you wish to sponsor us, email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you. All right, so going back to draft and trying to fix these problems. You mentioned there's no second-round pick. There's no easy solution here. If you want to move up, you can't. Well, you can, but they, you got to spend the farm to do it. Well, and they don't have a farm. Right. It's more like they kind of maybe, maybe have a, a shack. A few farm animals, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple pigs here and there. And maybe something could be shined up real good. You know, I think they move back. Honestly, I think they're going to move back. I think there's going to be somebody there, somebody that wants that spot at 23, will make an offer for a later round, first round pick, and a second round pick or something like that. They're going to move back. I'm willing to bet we're going to see a lot of Rams movement in this draft in terms of trade. You have four six-round picks. Two, two six-round picks for a fifth-rounder. Package that fifth-rounder, you can move up some more. 
you know, but package enough for the two fifth rounds for a fourth rounder. I think we'll see some movement from the Rams in this draft if there's a guy they think will come in and fix the problem. I really do. I, I don't see any other way the Rams will make some serious dents unless they get moving in this draft in terms of being aggressive in the trade market. And I, I also hope they don't get too aggressive and then sacrifice more in the future to try and solve the problem now. Yeah, and I'm looking through inside linebackers because there's not many outside linebackers <clears throat> excuse me, in the draft. And there's a few names out there that, you know, look pretty good, but I don't, I don't think... Talking, what do you mean you're talking about the, in the college? Yeah. The college level for outside linebacker? I'm looking at inside line. Yeah, there's not much on for outside linebacker in the draft this year for edge rusher. No, uh, no there isn't really. There's not. So I, I went to inside linebacker to look around, and, and there's a few, but to be honest, there's... <laughs> There's not a lot, and, I, and I'm watching them today, and uh, so far, I haven't been extremely impressed with too many. There's a few guys. You know, Rashawn Evans from Alabama, he, uh, he impressed me a little bit, but there's not a lot. And so I'm sitting here going, what are we going to do? I, I'm about ready to put my name in the hat and say, hey, I played outside linebacker. Let me, let me come give it a shot. Because I might be as good as anybody out there at 51 years old. Good Lord. Get real. Come on. <laughs> well, it's pretty, it's pretty, the it's pretty bad. Was, geez. No, it's not that bad. I mean, well, looking at the outside rushers, Marcus Davenport that somebody we've been talking about. It's, he's come up numerous times as a potential for the Rams. I think he'll be there at the 23 if they want him. He might even be there early in the second round if the Rams have moved back. Arden Key from LSU, he's been talked about. He actually has, according to some sources, high first-round talent. Just depends on where do you get him. The Ohio State Sam Hubbard, I know him very well. He, my only problem with Sam Hubbard is he is not good consistently. He needs to get better every down. Some some downs he's great. He's he's you know he's the guy. The next down he's gone. You don't see him. But he could be a guy that can come in there. Uh, Harold, La Harold Landry from Boston College, 3-4. He's projected around, according to Walter Football, second and third. So there, there are guys going all the way back, I think, going all the way back to George's Lorenzo Carter, a guy you can look at second and fourth round, according to, again, Walter Football. So there, there's possibilities that are outside linebacker, but I think the Rams aren't the only team looking for outside linebackers. And we could see a run of them in a place right between the first and the third round where the Rams don't have picks. They could be gone by the time they even are up in the third round. Again, I'm waiting for them to pull that rabbit out because uh, I, I don't see it. And, I, and I'm, I'm usually stoked this time of the year going, yeah, there's all these possible players out there that we could go get. But you look at the, the two biggest positions of need, and it's slim pickings compared to what it normally is. Now, if you want a running, if you want a running back, piece of cake. You know, you want a tight end, lots of them. But you go to outside linebacker and inside linebacker, eh, they're there, but they're not, they're not as deep in the draft as they normally are. Well, geez, we're gonna we're gonna have people on Twitter or anything saying you guys are really awful, man, man. You guys are, you guys are Debbie Downers, folks. <laughs> Listen. 
it's actually, in a lot of ways, it's refreshing to be in this position. For years, the Rams were awful at pretty much everything. And now they're at a crossroads where we can see they are so close to being that contender we've long hoped they would be. That now they got to figure out this conundrum. And while, I mean, yeah, it is depressing to look at this conundrum, the linebacking, linebacker core, at, you know, at nose tackle, a corner, and think, okay, you know, how do you fix this? But a year ago, we're looking at the draft going, all right, what are we going to do now? And they do, they have this draft. It doesn't look all that great on paper. And it winds up being one of the best drafts the Rams have had in years. So if you think we're coming down hard on the team, no. We're just looking at a problem. We're thinking, all right, there's, an, uh, there's a solution here somewhere, but it's going to be tough to find it. And maybe, just maybe, it is a two-year project. We don't know yet. We don't. The Rams have not been, let's just say there's, there have not been many leaks coming out of Rams camp this year in terms of what their plan is. In, other, in previous years, we had a general idea of what they were, where they are going, what they were doing. This year is Zippo. What we see, we see them moving players. We see them moving Robert Quinn. We see them letting Trudy Johnson potentially go. There's nobody out there that loves this team more than I do. I mean, I've been, I've been a fan of this team since I've been in diapers. You know, I'm excited to, to see where the Rams are going in the future. I'm just being real right now and saying there's a big problem here, and I don't know how we're going to fill it. I'm not trying to be a pessimist or, as you said, a Debbie Downer, and I'm not whining about it. It's just I, I, I don't see how they're going to fix it like they normally could in some years. But this is the year where Les Snead's going to really show what he's made of because there's mm-hmm. going to there's gonna have to be some wheeling and dealing. They're, they're going to have to get some free agents signed that, that they think can come in and work our system that may not work somewhere else. They're going to have to watch their money, and they're going to have to get some players to play up that don't normally play up. And if they can, if they can put a team together that can go out there and be – I mean, let's face it, our offense is pretty darn good now. If we can go out there and be middle-of-the-road defense, you know, just middle-of-the-road and have a good offense, we got a shot at making the playoffs. But I just – I worry – I'm concerned about the lack of talent available at the, the positions of need. And if they let Tremaine go, and if uh, Tavon Webster – Kayvon Webster isn't ready to go – and they don't re-sign Nikel Roby Coleman or Troy Hill, <laughs> uh, we got a big problem there too. So there, there's lots of holes on this defense, and we don't have a lot of picks and a lot of cap space. So, of course, we don't know that yet because they haven't signed Aaron Donald or uh, LaMarcus Joyner. But we're going to see what Lesney's made of this year for sure. And it's important to note, too, right now the Rams have close to $100 million in salary cap money available for 2019. So that might fit more into the rebuilding idea of two years, not one, for that defense. It, that whole idea of making the defense serviceable this year with a combination of young guys and free agents, you know, one-year wonders, and then continuing that transition in 2019, that may be the actual goal. So, Norm, let's do this. For our Tuesday show, let's do this twofold. Let's take a look at the combine, combine, and then, folks, we're going to do. We're going to come back and we're going to put our GM hats on. We're going to see 
if we can figure out a way through this conundrum, maybe we'll figure it out, maybe we won't. Tune in. Let's see how it goes. Any final qu any final questions there? Yeah. Final questions. Any final comments, Norm? <laughs> I I just I'm happy about this team and where they're at, but I'm really concerned about where they're going to go this year on defense. And I'm hoping that Lesney just rocks it out of the park here and, and shows us what he's made of. Because I'd really hate to see this team take a step back. We're so close. but And the other comment I want to make is, yeah, we have $100 million in cap for next year, but that's without the contract for Aaron Donald. That's without the contract for LaMarcus Joyner. He got Gurley to sign. So, you know, that $100 million is going to be kind of deceiving too. So... Let's see what Les needs made of. I'm rooting for him. I really want to see him, you know, pull a rabbit out. And I and I want to see how Sean McVay handles it, too, being in his second year. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to be excited about the results yet or not, but we'll see. And my closing comment is this. I actually believe in what they're doing. I don't like the situation we're in, but I'll take this situation over the situation of five years ago. The cupboard was nearly stinking bare, and now there's there are some good things in that cupboard, some great opportunities to be had. And so I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what, the Rams are going to solve this. Maybe it's this year, maybe it takes one more off season, but they're going to solve this problem, and that's where I'm going to go with it. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll try and work it out on our next show and see if we can put our GM hats on, and you know if we can figure it out as mock GMs. I'm sure he can because, and quite frankly, Les needs to be a better GM than we are any day of the week. I gotta hope that, right? That better be the case. That better be. That better be the case. Okay. Alright, so you know where to find us. We're on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Android. Google Play. Oh, and iHeartRadio. Check us out. Also, if you haven't been to the Rams Talk site for a while, we are still producing content. Come read it. Come read it. If you want to be a writer, email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you about the opportunity to write with our site. Also, if you wish to sponsor us, we love sponsors. Ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'd love to talk with you. We have a good sponsor over here. He does a great job in, in supporting us, and we're very thankful for him. For Norm Hightower, this is Banshee and Derek C. Apollo. See you soon. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.